Hi folks, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. A practical show done by a very practical guy, and that is me. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 588, and this is being released on Sunday, March 27th, 2022. So this week, I have a voicemail from a listener that is going to set the subject, it's going to set the tone for this episode. I want to mention that, first of all, this is brought to you by Keeper's Concealment, makers of the best, I think, look no further, the leading authorities on appendix carry, appendix carry holsters, equipment, Spencer Keeper's training, which I have attended, bar none. They, these, these are the best folks on appendix carry. Check them out, and they are also affiliates of CCW Safe. The best legal protection that you could possibly have if you are a concealed carrier. Check them out. Keepersconcealment.com. Keepersconcealment.com. You get a 10% discount by using the coupon code KC10OFF. And all of these will be, all this information is going to be in the show notes. So this week I got two primary topics. Expensive Guns Part 2, I want to expand on my episode where I covered expensive guns. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, what you're going to hear Matt in the voicemail talk about is episode 583 of the Handgun World Podcast. I'll put a link to it, and I talked about expensive guns. And then I want to talk about concealed carry revolvers because Matt answered or asked me, the question. So let's listen to Matt's voicemail and I'll be right back. Hey Bob, this is Matt calling you from Arizona. Just wanted to say love the show. I recently found your podcast several weeks ago and I've been listening to a bunch of episodes and really love the content you cover, the style in which you cover it, the message you have. It's all amazing. So thank you so much for promoting gun safety and for Conceal carry as a way of life. I recently finished your episode on expensive guns and got to say, totally agree. I think there's a merit to having a high quality and or expensive gun. Uh, I don't think they're one and the same, but certainly a high, a high quality gun. And I've been carrying my SIG X Compact for years now. I believe in it, rock solid 100%. I would count on it to save my life in a hot minute. It was a, it was in that, I think it was like the five to seven hundred dollar range at the time I got it. Not put some work into it, but it's an amazing gun. So I totally agree um, on your assessment there. And also wanted to get your thoughts on concealed carry revolvers. You know, smaller uh, Wessons or Rugers or Charter Arms, Tars, those sorts of things. Uh, my father-in-law carries my, actually my future father-in-law carries a revolver, and I've been considering um, as well. I've got a plethora of guns, but I don't normally carry a revolver, so I'd love to have your thoughts on that. But in any event, keep up the great work, and I'll be uh, signing up to be a Patreon here shortly. Have a great day. God bless. Thank you for the call, Matt. You have basically two comments or two questions, and I want to talk about them both. So let's get into expensive guns part two. What I was talking about back in episode 583, mostly it's high quality guns that I want to talk about. 
because not all expensive guns are high quality, and I didn't really spend enough time talking about that. Not all guns, not all expensive guns are high quality. I had a couple of guns that were over $1,500 each. One of them got close to 2000 by the time I paid tax and everything. And I'm just going to say that they were expensive guns. They were well-known guns. The system was well-known, and it just didn't work. I tried them for a year and a half. I shot them both a lot for a year and a half. And I had to uh, get rid of them. I had to sell them because... I could not trust my life to them. So not all expensive guns are going to be high quality, but I think you should carry a quality gun. And I don't think you should worry about how much the gun costs for you to purchase. A lot of people do that. I mentioned back in episode 583, people saying things like, well, I'm, I'm going to carry a cheap gun, and I'm going to carry a cheap gun because if I have to use it and the cops take it away from me, well, then I'm not out much money which I think is a totally silly argument. Why on earth would you want to have a cheap gun, maybe one that you can't shoot very well, that you haven't practiced very much with this gun, why would you want to carry that to save your life? Is your life not worth more than that? Hey, hey you know what, folks? I am kind of a practical guy. I'm a practical guy. I, I, I'm not a a firearms industry insider. I'm not a gun writer. I don't work for any gun company. I'm not ex-law enforcement or ex-military. I, I look at this like your next door neighbor probably looks at this. And I look at it from a, a common sense, no tin foil hat kind of an approach. That's kind of how I approach survivalism as well because I also like survivalism and, and, and I don't believe in going tin foil hat on that. So my thoughts are, are practical. Why would I not want to have the best tool available for the job? Those of you who build things, you understand what I'm saying. Those of you who are mechanics, you probably understand what I'm saying. If you're a welder, if you're a plumber, if you're an HVAC technician or whatever, whatever you do, you got to have the best tools, right? My mechanic who works on my vehicles told me that one of the testing units that he bought, one of the computerized testing units, was almost $6,000. You know what? I, I trust that guy that when he hooks that up to my vehicle, that it's probably doing a good job of diagnosing the problem. And so far, every repair he's ever done on my vehicles has been perfect. So it's, I, I would say that's a pretty expensive tool, right? 6000 $6, bucks for a little handheld device. Why? And I'm not saying you have to spend $6,000 on a handgun. That's not what I'm saying. But be wary if you picked up something for a couple hundred bucks because you have to think about several things. You got to think about will that thing work and be reliable and accurate when you need it because your life is on the line. You're about to die here. See, somebody is attacking you. You're about to die. Can you rely on this thing? Can you rely on it when you're practicing? Can you rely on it with any kind of ammo? Think about this. We can't always use the same ammo. Sometimes life gets in the way and we have to make certain purchases on ammo when it's available or if it's priced right. You want a gun that is going to 
reliably shoot just about any kind of ammo that you want to put in it. And sometimes you got to spend a little bit extra money to get that kind of a quality gun, right? So I think that's what Matt was talking about when he called in this voicemail. He's got his Sig Sauer. Sigs are known to be good quality guns. I have a right here on, on my desk as I'm doing this podcast. I just did a video about this, by the way, too, on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. Search Handgun World on YouTube, and I'll put a link in the show notes in case you need to just follow a link. Check out my YouTube channel. Um, I have a SIG P365XL right here on my desk while I'm doing this podcast. P365XL. This is not a cheap gun. I mean, it's not, it's a, it's not a inexpensive gun to purchase. This is kind of on the higher side of the cost of a concealed carry gun, higher priced. I may be getting an even more expensive one pretty soon. The Shadow System CR920 Elite. Since I've had such great luck and such great success with the two Shadow Systems pistols that I own now, those being the MR920 Elite and the DR920 Elite, I'm going to get a CR920 Elite. I'm not going to get rid of the P365XL. It's a marvelous gun. But it's not a low-cost gun to buy. I don't care. I trust this SIG P365XL with my life. I had to save a lot of money. As you guys know, one of the, one of the modern survival philosophies that I believe in is financial survival. You know, most survivalists don't talk too much about this. Most survivalists are talking about beans, bullets, and band-aids. And that's kind of... Uh, an analogy they're talking about have lots of food which you you do you got to have lots of food i'm i'm not saying you don't you do i just spent some time with my family getting our garden started here down in south texas you know this time of the year is a good time to start getting things started so we got a garden 30 feet by five feet so it's kind of a long thin garden but that's that's not bad that's 150 square feet and it's, I would say, a, a lot of room to grow a lot of stuff. So I believe in that. I believe in common sense survival. Just like I believe in common sense concealed carry. Financial survival. People don't talk enough about it. So I saved money. I saved money to buy this P365XL because I was smart with my money. Because I believe in being financially prudent and living by a budget, and staying out of debt as much as absolutely possible. Do I care if somebody takes away this P365XL? Does it really bother me if the cops confiscate this, and I may never see it again? No, because if that happens, I have lived to tell the story. Isn't that right? I've lived to tell the story. That's more important to me, to live, than to have a gun that malfunctions when I absolutely need it the most. So I'm glad that Matt called in that. Now he talked about, he asked about revolvers. Uh, his future father-in-law is going to, or does carry a revolver or whatever. So he asked me, Matt asked me, what do I think about concealed carry rev revolvers? First of all, Matt, thank you. Matt did join my Patreon club. He's a Patreon member. 
he supports me. Folks, you can support this show. If you like what I do, you can support it for as little as $3 a month on Patreon. It's not quite enough. The two sponsors I have, they're fabulous companies. Concealment Solutions is the other one. Concealment Solutions. I, I, use, I use their Cobra outside the waistband holsters uh, 90% of the time when I'm carrying strong side. And when I am carrying appendix carry, of course, it's absolutely a keeper's concealment holster. Concealment Solutions makes fantastic stuff. Even their belts are really good. Their concealment belts are excellent. Check them out, concealmentsolutions.com. You get 10% discount by using the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD at concealmentsolutions.com. So, I don't care if the police take this away. They really don't. I really don't. Either one of them. Because all it is is money. I can save up money because I'm financial, financially prudent. Right? I'm not independently wealthy, not by not even close, but I'm financially prudent. So I can always go out and purchase another firearm. I'm not going to carry a cheap gun to be afraid of what happens if it gets stolen or the cops take it away from me or I lose it or whatever. I'm just not going to worry about that. So concealed carry revolvers. Matt, I think they're great. I think I think revolvers are excellent. Again, get a quality revolver. Don't get a cheap revolver. Get a quality revolver. You know what I noticed? Most revolvers that are quality, they're much easier to shoot. Now, it really depends, Matt. You're asking me, what do I think of revolvers for concealed carry? I think they're they're excellent if you can shoot them well. A lot of people, when they say revolver, they're talking about a little tiny snub nose revolver. A lightweight, 12-ounce, 14, 16-ounce lightweight revolver, like a Smith & Wesson 642 or some other kind of a really ultra-light titanium-built or whatever type of revolver. Smith & Wesson makes some that are 12 ounces. Other manufacturers make some that are that light. I don't carry a revolver as a primary method of carry, but I'm a big fan of the Smith & Wesson 642 or the Ruger LCR guns like that. They're pretty easy to shoot. I shouldn't say not compared to a good semi-automatic. Here's the, here's the, the issue I have with revolvers, Matt. Okay? I, I can never get a snub-nosed revolver to shoot as well as my P365XL. I don't think that's possible. Now, I'm talking about loading it with concealed carry ammo. I'm talking about loading it with Federal HST, with some good Corbon, some good spear, gold dot ammunition, either in my revolver or in my semi-automatic. So when I'm shooting ammo like that, I can never get a snub-nosed revolver to shoot, to be able I can't shoot it as well as I can my P365 or my P365XL. Or even my Glock 43X. I can't. I, they won't shoot as well. I can't do it as well. There's much more recoil. The trigger is worse on those snub-nosed revolvers. Now, if you want to talk about big revolvers, Matt. Okay, big revolvers are a different story. Like if it's a huge Smith & Wesson 38 Special or even a big um, 357. A Model 66, right? Or a Model 19. I'm not really... 
well-versed on all the Smith & Wesson models out there, 686. I've shot a 686. Those are great guns. Those are fantastic. I can't carry a Smith & Wesson 686. I mean, I guess I could, but I don't want to. I don't want to carry a gun that big, that heavy, that only holds six rounds. I don't know why I'd want to do that. If I'm going to carry a gun that big and that heavy, I want more than six rounds in there. Yeah, I know, it's a revolver, and, and some people say, well, a revolver is much more reliable than a semi-automatic. Yes and no. Yes, it might be more reliable. I would give you that. The chances of it going bang are probably a little bit better, but the, these high-quality semi-automatics are ultra-reliable as well. And except for a contact shot where I have to press the gun against someone's body, I, I think the, the semi-automatic wins every time. And even in that, in that situation, if you know how to fight, in other words, if you know some fighting techniques, not just shooting techniques, how many of you know that there's a big difference between shooting techniques and fighting techniques? I've taken some classes on fighting techniques. I need to take more. I need more training like that. If you have good fighting techniques, you can, you can avoid your semi-automatic malfunctioning because you have to do a, a contact shot. You can do a contact shot with a semi-automatic if you have to. It's not like it's going to fail 100% of the time. You got to know what you're doing. I mean, I, you know, I, I've done this with, with a Glock before. I have practiced this, not actually shooting another human, but I have practiced figuring out how to stop the gun from malfunctioning when I'm shooting it in a, in a very, very tight space. In other words, like if the target is almost on top of me. And it can be done. And there are things that you can do to mitigate the challenge of a contact shot with a semi-automatic gun. So, Matt, I think your question about revolvers, there's nothing wrong with a revolver. I think you're well-armed, even if you have a snub-nosed 38 Special. You're well-armed if you know how to use it and you can shoot it well. In my case, or in my opinion, and I'm just throwing out opinions, folks. You know that you tune into this show just because you want to hear what an everyday guy with an everyday guy's point of view thinks about guns and concealed carry. So here you go. Here's my opinion. Right, wrong, or indifferent. And feel free to call my voicemail if you have some other kind of opinion. The voicemail number is 210-646-1727. My opinion is, is that most small snub-nosed revolvers ain't no fun to shoot. They suck. They suck to shoot. They have a lot of recoil. They don't have really good sights. They usually don't have very good triggers. And that combination of a lot of recoil, a bad trigger, and not real good sights makes them difficult to shoot accurately and effectively. However, I took a class one time when I was at the TACCON conference that Chuck Haggard taught. And Chuck Haggard taught a class on using little pocket guns and little revolvers. And uh, I, I took that class. And I tell you what, um, Mr. Warner was there too. 
I think it's Chuck Warner. Uh, anyway, so, um, and they both taught the class. They both had input. And I saw some people that really could shoot a snub-nosed revolver very well. Excuse me, Claude Warner. Claude Warner, the tactical professor, was there with Chuck Haggard. That's, sorry, I got his name wrong in the beginning. And let me tell you what, uh, he could shoot a revolver unbelievably well. And I've seen a lot of people that have come through my classes. Ben Branham and I talk, have, have taught a lot of Beyond Concealed Carry classes, and I will talk about that a little bit later in the show. People have come to our classes with revolvers, and man, they've done well. One guy, one student, I don't want to mention his name because I don't know if I have permission to. He knows who he is. I call him. I call him the left-handed revolver shooter because he's left-handed. And he, he's come to more than one of my class with a revolver. And he was doing better than a lot of people that came with a semi-automatic. So there you go. If you practice with a revolver, you got to practice reloading with a revolver because you only got five or six rounds. Most of the time, you're going to be able to win the fight. Most of the time, I mean, if you, if you look at the videos, the thousands and thousands of videos of actual defense shootings, a lot of them that were analyzed by John Correa at Active Self-Protection. If you watch a lot of those, five or six rounds gets the job done, don't they? And that's about all people need. But five or six effectively placed rounds. Five or six rounds that are shot well by somebody who knows what they're doing, not somebody who's only shooting their revolver for the second time. Yeah, there are a lot of people like that. Seriously, they go buy a little tiny revolver because it's cute and it's small and I can fit it in my purse. And they go get that revolver and they go to the range. They buy one box of ammo. They go to the range. Bang, 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 bang. They're going there practicing. And after about 10 to 12 shots, you know, they'll, they'll shoot two cylinders of ammo, you know, five rounds or six rounds in there, whatever they bought. And they'll, after probably the 12th to 15th round, ugh, I don't like this. Especially if they buy some concealed carry ammo because the salesperson said, here, with your revolver, you got to get some of this uh, Spear Gold Dot 38 Special, which, by the way, that's fantastic. You need to carry that. You need to carry ammo like that in your, in your small revolver. And so they throw that spear gold dot ammo in there and they head to the range. And after about 10 to 12 rounds, they hate the gun because it packs a lot of recoil, a whole lot of recoil. Or they buy these little light 357 Magnums, right? This, this is what's interesting. They buy these small little light 357 Magnum revolvers and then they throw some 357 Magnum ammo in there. And sometimes I'll even start with practice ammo. That stuff barks loud, recoils hard, and there's a giant muzzle flash that comes out of there. If you become a Patreon member, take a look at my, my cover page. If you look at my uh, Facebook page, my Handgun World Facebook page, please like that. Like that on Facebook. Become a, you know, follow me over there. You'll see me shooting. You'll see me shooting a 357 Magnum, a big three uh, Smith and Wesson 357 Magnum. Take a look at the muzzle flash 
I shot that thing. I was up in Illinois teaching a class, and it was, I think, about 6 p.m., so the sun was starting to go down. It was getting a little bit, uh, slight, getting towards dark, and, and I shot that thing. You should see that muzzle flash, that picture of me shooting that on a 357 Magnum. Well, let me tell you what. That was not concealed carry ammo. That was just regular standard practice ammo that I was shooting through that. And it's a beast. It is a beast. A lot of people can't handle that. Some people can't hit the broadside of a barn with a, with a revolver. And some are fantastic. So to answer Matt's question, it depends on who you are. It depends on how much have you practiced. Who are you? A lot of people say a little snub-nosed revolver that those are an expert's gun. I tend to agree with that. People who are experts that know how to shoot first. They know how to shoot. They can shoot anything. Anything. You put anything in their hands and they can shoot it well. I've seen people like that. That's normally what small little J-frame snub-nosed revolvers are for. That's their primary purpose. And even the large revolvers, I do a lot of competition shooting, IDPA mostly, a little bit of IPSC shooting, and people come to those matches occasionally with revolvers. And some of them, they are really good. They are really good. And some of them can reload. I mean, they must have practiced their reloads 10,000 times because some of them are really fast reloading their revolver because you have to be that fast in competition because if you have a chance if you want to have a chance to possibly get a high score or get a high placement or possibly even win the match in the revolver division you got to be really good at reloading the six rounds is not going to get you through most stages that are shot in competition so again, back to my original point, carry the highest quality gun that you can shoot well. So when it comes to expensive guns, part two, I am going to say this. Carry the highest quality gun, which, which could be an expensive gun, that you can shoot well. There are very, very expensive revolvers. But you might not be able to shoot that expensive revolver. You might not be able to shoot it well. And think about going to a square range, a public range, and sending a piece of paper out to seven yards and putting 50 holes in that piece of paper. That's not really training. I'm sorry to say. That's not really training. That is turning dollars into noise. That's what that is. That's turning dollars into noise, which can be a lot of fun. It can really be fun. I mean, there's no doubt shooting almost any time, no matter what you're doing, it's fun. If you're doing it in a safe, a very safe manner, it's fun. That can be fun, but you're not training on how to save your life if you go to the public range and put a piece of paper at five yards and put 50 holes in it. Standing still, taking careful aim after each shot. That is not training on self-defense and how to save your life. You need more than that, a lot more than that. So if you're willing to train with your revolver, and Matt, this is another answer to your voicemailed question. If you're willing to train well, 
then guess what? Then a revolver is a great tool. If you need more training, I will say this on June 4th, if you're in the Houston, Texas area or you are within reasonable traveling distance to Houston, you can train with myself and Ben Branham. Ben and I are going to be teaching on June 4th Beyond Concealed Carry. It's a one-day class. Ben Branham from Modern Self-Protection and myself, you're going to get two instructors for the price of one. Where else can you get that? Two instructors for the price of one. Saturday, June 4th, in the Houston area at the Impact Zone range, we're going to be doing one day concealed, beyond concealed carry. This is not a license to carry class. This is not a basic handgun class. So you can't, you can't come to this class if you've never shot a gun before. You need to have shot your gun. And preferably, you need to have at least done a little bit of practice drawing out of a holster. A little bit. We're going we're gonna to start you off doing that. We're going to start you off making sure that you're safe and you're effective drawing your gun out of your holster. But you do have to have a concealed carry holster, a good one, a concealed carry belt, your handgun, of course, your ammunition, your lunch, your sunscreen, a hat, shoes, eye protection, ear protection. you got to have all that stuff. But if you're a relatively new shooter, you're welcome. Come to that. If you want to bring somebody to train with you, we welcome that. We're good. The really cool thing about this class is you get two instructors for the price of one. So you get a lot of personalized attention. And this is a great class for somebody. Let's say you got your concealed carry license. Of course, we don't really need them anymore in Texas. We have constitutional carry now in Texas. But let's say you're, you went and got your license anyway. And come to the class. Maybe you've never done anything except go to your concealed carry class. Come down and train with us. We're going to take you far beyond that, which is why we call it Beyond Concealed Carry. Trust me, in a day, you will be a lot more efficient. I bet we might be able to increase your skill level by 100%. And it's well worth it. In the show notes, I'm going to have a link to sign up for the class. If you go right now to handgunworld.com, handgunworld.com, you'll see it right there in the menu, Beyond Concealed Carry, June 4th in the Houston area. You can click that link and get signed up. Or like I said, go to the show notes. Check it out on Facebook. If you follow me on Facebook, I got a link on Facebook to get signed up for that. And even on my Twitter account, I got that too. That I'm, I'm Handgun World on Twitter. Check it out. I'd love to have you train with us. If you need more training, and especially if you want to bring your revolver, that's fine. We know how to teach people that own and shoot revolvers. We've done it many times. So, Matt from Arizona, that was a great voicemail. Thank you for calling that in. Uh, I hope I answered your question, Matt. If not, if you got more, then let me know. And uh, Matt also became a Patreon supporter of mine. Thank you very much, Matt. Many thanks to all of you who are Patreon supporters. Uh, it, it helps extremely, uh, in, in an extreme way to help me. It really does. We also have a Shooters Club site. Ben Branham and I have done 90 videos or so and probably another dozen podcasts on the Shooters Club. That's exclusive material only for members. You can become a member there for as little as $8 a month. And like I said, you can support me on Patreon for 3 bucks a month. I got a lot of videos on there. I do have some special interviews 
from some of my guests in the past, and those are on Patreon, and they're on the Shooters Club. Those are exclusive that I did not air to the general public. So you might want to check that out, and that'll be in the show notes as well. Great question. One more time, I'll give out the number if you want to call into the show, 210-646-1727. So that's what I got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Do you have any thoughts or any questions about anything that I've covered? If you do, you can always email me, handgunworld at gmail.com. I just gave you the number for the voicemail. You can get on Facebook. You can ask me a question there. Uh, One guy sent me a video a couple weeks ago, and that was kind of cool. I played the audio version. And also check out, once again, my YouTube channel, Handgun World on YouTube, or you can search Handgun World Podcast on YouTube, or just use the link in the show notes. That's all. Happy shooting. Be safe. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day, and I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.